Welcome to WeChat Divorce. Hello, I'm Karen Shalou, Legal Liaison, here with Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. We're the co-founders of My Divorce Solution. We're a company whose mission is to change the way people get divorced by providing a different approach, financial clarity, and an online course to help couples develop a transparent plan that will optimize the outcome of their divorce. Each podcast, we sit down with professionals who provide insight and frank discussion on real people, real situations, and real divorce. Today, we welcome Nikki and Ben, co-authors of Our Happy Divorce, How Ending Our Marriage Brought Us Together. That's fantastic. Co-founders Ben Heltfond and Nikki DiBartolo understand that no divorce is ever easy especially for those involved. After nearly a decade together, the couple decided to split and inspired by their son, Asher, to find ways to happily navigate a divorce. Ben and Nikki created Our Happy Divorce, a service empowering and inspiring people to think differently about divorce, co-parenting, step-parenting, and what it means to put kids first. Nikki and Ben describe themselves as ordinary people who have accomplished something extraordinary. They have sidestepped a lot of the booby traps that make most divorces acrimonious. Nikki and Ben say, if we can do it, you can do it. Thank you. No true words have ever been spoken. I love that. (laughs) So first and foremost, I wanna say thank you for the beautiful gift you sent of your book, the bookmark. It was awesome, beautiful oh, gift. Welcome. And for people who receive that, it's it's just so inspiring just to open the box and feel the book. So you guys have done a great job. Aren't you supposed to send that over to me, Karen? The chocolate? Yeah. Where, where'd that go, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> Everything but the chocolate's on its way. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> so, I'll give you my I'll give you my ar- address so I can get one of those. There you go. That, that's a deal. We'll we'll get that off to you. Oh, that's good. So, a service inspiring people to think a different way about divorce. How do you do that? Well, I think we do it through our story, you know, and, and uh, all this book is is our experience. We're not lawyers. We're not therapists. Uh, we just happen to figure out a way uh, to have an acrimonious divorce. Um, And, uh, you know, we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have, you know, collaborative divorce was sort of in the beginning stages, but, you know, it was just the two of us. And and we say, if anybody can do it, uh, if we can do it, anybody can do it because we are two type A personalities who, you know, somehow came to a point of, of putting the past behind us and, and, uh, not making anybody a villain and putting our kid, our, our son first. And then everything sort of fell into place. Right. Let's, 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 it wasn't perfect in the beginning. I think people need to realize that, that we went through some rocky months. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's a really good point, Nikki. And let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, if you read anything I write or if you ever talk to me, Um, or if anyone has gone through our process, they'll hear me say not once, but probably a thousand times because I am a stepmom. I have been divorced and I have raised five children in a blended family family. So I am a firm believer that, um, divorce does not mess your kids up. It's how the parents behave before divorce, during divorce and after divorce that can mess your children up. However, Let you, you call your company or your book the happy divorce. And I think everybody has to define happy. Yeah. You know, what is happy? And that can mean something very different to everyone. And that's okay. Right. So happy right. for somebody could be that as a stepmom, I can remember happy for me sometimes was that my stepchildren went home on Sunday night. And that's okay because it was exhausting, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think totally that's totally normal. Yeah, and I think and 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 Nikki said it it took time. I think if you had asked us 13 years ago what happy meant, what our definition of a happy divorce was, it would have been that we could just be in the same room together, exactly, and like an event together or a birthday party together, but and not make everybody 
feel uncomfortable, but most importantly, our son. So right. you know, th th there are, even today, we know people who have happy divorces, they might not be to the extreme uh, that Nikki and mine are, or, uh, you know, they might be better. But there, exactly. it's, so, so it's, it's just that you put the kids first. You don't hand the kids the emotional bill mm -hmm. uh, to pay for something they had absolutely no choice in. Exactly. I think your son said it's so cute. And he is Asher. Asher, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Adorable. Oh, my God. He's so cute. And I, I watched his, you. your video clip. And he said, um, you know, I, I always wanted a, um, siblings. Well, maybe not so much, you know. After it came, right? Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, oh, and so, can't they go back? No. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cute. And it's so true. So his happy was, I got them. Well, maybe today I don't want them. You know, right. and that's, and, you know, it was so cute. It kind of ties it all up. And so in divorce, you know, we say that with our couples when we're negotiating a settlement or we're going through their financial portrait with them, which is, you know, it's kids and your finances. You know, so what would, what would your happy be? You know, is your happy keeping the house? Is your happy having your you know, retirement monies, is your happy having your children three days a week, every other weekend, so you can have your career, you know, define what your happy is. Um, so I love the title of your book. And it's okay to define that and yeah. define your co-parenting because it's your co-parenting is not the same as my co-parenting. No, it's different. It's okay. Yeah. 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 So how did you come to your happy, the two of you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that. it definitely, it definitely took, a, I think it took less work on my part than it did on his. Oh, why is that? Uh, I, I, I sort of set out thinking, how am I going to do this? My parents are still married after 52 years. So I kind of had the mindset like, okay, what am I going to do to make my son's life as close to the way I grew up as possible? but being divorced. So that was always like something that was in my head and like it was sort of ingrained to make, to try to figure out a way to make him feel, like have the, have the, have what I had growing up and not feel slighted. Yeah. And, 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 and I, that on the other so hand, <laughs> grew up in the complete opposite household of a, of a family of parents who didn't have a happy divorce. And so you know, part of it was ingrained in me that, uh, you know, being a child of the 80s, well, actually I was born in the 70s, early 70s, but parents were divorced in the 80s, that it was the way it was, right? People right. got divorced and it wasn't, how are we going to get along? How are we going to co-parent? It's like, we're going to go to war. I'm going to get my lawyer. You're going to get yours and it's going to be battle. Mm -hmm. So I, I also was in a completely different place in my life. Uh, emotionally, uh, I, I wasn't a very happy person. At the, at the end, when I left a mar uh, our marriage, and, and for me, that manifests itself pointing the finger at Nikki. It was all her fault. It was all her, you know, if only she hadn't done this, if only she should have done, you know, and uh, shooting all over myself. That's S-H-O-U-L-D, not the other one. But, you know, uh, and, and then what it took was, you know, a realization or clarity to find out, you know, what my part in, was in the relationship. So we had to, in order to get to happy, you know, I had to, we had to clean up the wreckage of the past and we had to get honest, uh, you know, about what our part is and understand that it takes two to make a relationship. It takes two to ruin a relationship. And just like our happy divorce, it works that way too. Now it takes four to make it because right. we're both remarried, but you know, we both in our book, uh, it's doesn't go into, uh, you know, what happened, who did what, who didn't do what, because at the end of the day, what we, or, you know, uh, realizes all that stuff doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that we both came to uh, a place of forgiveness, but also, you know, admitted what we had done wrong. How did you come to a place of forgiveness? What started turning the tide from the anger and the resentment or whatever the negative emotions were? What, what happened on both of your parts to just start to turn that tide a little bit? Well, yeah, for me, I mean, because again, I, Nikki wasn't, uh, as scorn, I guess you could say, which is, yeah. uh, you know, weird for her, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird for me. 
but uh you know i left Usually the house the one out for blood. right exactly i left the house in you know a, a way that i look back and i almost cringe a very dramatic way like i took off my ring i put it on the uh, bathroom counter with a picture of us torn up and i left very, and, dramatic. very dramatic like something i would have done <laughs> and, and i went and i did my research and i hired the uh i looked for the best you know shark lawyer the one who had all the biggest cases in tampa and uh, you know, definitely did my research. I called him and I, you know, explained to him what I wanted. Uh, and I wanted to destroy Nikki and I wanted to embarrass her and I wanted to show our son what a fraud she was, uh, at least how I saw her. Um, and so I got, you know, he took a very hefty retainer for me. Uh, and then uh, he wrote up a manual on how he was, how we were going to go about doing what I wanted to accomplish. And and, and I ne I didn't read it for a little bit and it was always... It was in my backpack that I carry everywhere. And I was on a plane back from LA to Tampa and I, saw, I pulled it out and I decided to read it. Uh, and I got two pages into it. And uh, this thing was like 30 pages long. Um, it's probably the same thing he gives everybody else. Right, just different boilerplate. Right. Names are just changed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden I had a moment of clarity and, and I saw for the first time in a long time, uh, that if I went down this path of what, you know, re continuing to read this, this, uh, you know, war and peace manual, destruction manual, what it was going to lead to, because I knew where it was going to lead to, because I had been down that road. I'd been, you know, I'd been part of my parents' divorce down the road, or I could try to find a different way and a different path. Um, and so I called Nikki when I landed and I said, uh, you know, I need some time. I need some space. Uh, I didn't, because I knew I couldn't, deal with the divorce in the headspace I was in, you know, and, and probably Nikki too. And I, you know, we weren't ready to start talking about the end until we cleared up the past and, and, and found our part. So I called the lawyer and I said, I'm going to find a different way if he could send back, you know, the balance of the retainer and conveniently there wasn't much left. Um, and, and so, but it was the best money I ever spent. And so then I started working with somebody uh, that I knew and, you know, just went through and found out what my part in the relationship was and the, my part in the ending of the relationship and uh, realized about halfway through that I wouldn't want to be married to me either at that time. You know, I, I was not in a good place. I was not the father I thought I was, but more importantly, I wasn't the husband, you know, I, I thought I was. Um, so then I called Nikki uh, to coffee and uh, she probably had no idea. Wow, no. I was calling No, her. because I kind of knew this was going on with him. And so, I mean. She knew. And, and I knew yeah. that this. It was that black sedan that was following me everywhere. This was the mindset he was in. And I just knew I hadn't gotten to that place. I mean, yes, I was like angry and I was sad and I was upset, but I wasn't in the place that he was at. Where I sort of was like, let's just get this over with. Let's just, you know, fix this. So fix it to a point where it's just done. So it, to me, I went at this a totally different way. I hired, you know, I did hire a lawyer, but it was kind of more like, what do I do? Like, here's this thing, here's this divorce. It's been, what am I, what am I going to do with this? So mine wasn't like, let's attack him and let's kill him. But, but your hardest thing also was that you said it too, it was a fix it. Nikki is a fixer. She wants to get in there and fix everything and, and, and not yeah. call her a control freak, but control freak. I am a control freak. Um, <laughs> But, but were, you were you living together at the time or were you separated in different homes we were in different homes but not really like he didn't really at that time he's somewhere in between somewhere there i got it i was got staying at a hotel for about six months and i'd come home and she really stayed in a hotel for six months six months oh, like the Lord. biggest the biggest <laughs> most exciting time in my life during that time was when they released a new movie on the uh on demand thing <laughs> yeah, at the hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'd watched them all, but, uh, and then, uh, I eventually got a place. So I think, um, during, we weren't officially divorced yet, uh, uh, when I had my own place, but it was when we told our son, cause we didn't, he forced our hand to tell him, um, because you know, why don't you tell a story about us thinking we were getting over on him? Oh yeah. So Ben would come over every morning before Asher would go to school and you know, I, he would make sure he was there before he woke up. One more. How old was he? Four. At the time? Yeah. Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So he comes in my room. Ben is already there. And he looks at me and he says, Hey, mom, where did daddy sleep last night? Oh, and yeah, I always thought I did a really good job of like messing up the bed, thinking like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
And I was like, what do you mean? Right here. And he's, and he's like, where did daddy sleep last night? And I was like, oh boy, this kid is way smarter than we're giving him credit for. So we need to do something. And it's time for us to like sit him down as best we can with someone that young and just say, hey, this is, you know, a, yeah. this is what's happening. We love you. And I mean, that's in our, probably in the our, hardest thing I've ever had to oh, do in yeah. my life. It, it, yeah. it was hard. But, but he, you know, we framed it in a way and we were open with him. And I think the, the if anything, from our experience, again, not lawyers, not therapists, but, uh, you know, through my experience with my parents, my experience with my son and, and our divorce, is the idea that kids are resilient and they'll get over it. Or that they're, you know, they, they don't see things. They forget. Is, yeah. It's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. Right. And I can say that from experience, both on both sides of it, right? That, oh, your kid, our kids will get over right. it. They're resilient. They'll, you know, they, they don't know what's going on. Here's a four-year-old who knew, knew who exactly knew exactly what was going on. Right. Like playing Inspector mm. Crusoe, you know, knew that I wasn't, I didn't, hadn't slept there because my bed wasn't made my pillows weren't ruffled or whatever he did. So, you know, that's another message that we try to get across is that don't fool yourself. And that to me, and I mean, just stand on my soapbox too much here, but to me, that's uh, justification for behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it to, to, to this day, he still said, he still claims that he saw boxes, which we'd never let a box like, at least we thought we, did. we thought we didn't, but right. he still says he saw boxes. Mm. You know, I think sometimes even if you don't, he didn't see boxes, he probably heard you talk about boxes. Right. right. And in yeah. his head, you know? he's like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, you can re- probably remember, you know, talking about something in your childhood. You don't really remember going to Disney World when you were two, but right. you remember seeing pictures that you went to Disney World at, in, when you were two. Yeah. So I think you remember you were in Disney World when you were two. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure he heard about that or saw that, you know. So he's a smart kid. And, you know, like I said, I feel like I know him a little bit from watching the video. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, uh, he wraps up the book too. He's got a chapter at the end of the book that, uh, you know, just, just puts a bow on it perfectly because our happy, you know, your answer is, you know, how does your happy look? You know, we didn't know it was going to be happy at the time, but, at, you know, I called her to coffee after I'd done this work on myself. And, you know, the first thing I told her was I was sorry that I'd done some work myself and I realized that, it's no one's fault. It's not her fault. Um, it's not my fault. We have equal parts of this. And I'm sorry for my part. I wasn't, you know, I went through some of the things. I wasn't a very good husband. I ignored you. I, you know, didn't <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to apologize again. I already did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're only getting it once. Yeah. Uh, she's sitting here smiling and she's like, right. yeah. She loves it. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so we went through it and, uh, you know, then she apologized to me, which, you know, she's probably the first and only time I've ever apologized. <laughs> and you're lucky because we have this recorded. So you guys right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You can both listen on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then from that moment on, like it didn't just all, all of a sudden become happy, but there was room to move because we clean, you know, then we both genuinely accept each other's apologies and, and we told each other we loved each other, you know, and, and that we uh, committed at that meeting to putting our son first with every decision we made. So our happy looked like not what was in, you know, Nikki's bank account or Nikki's family's bank account or, you know, what I thought I deserved. Our happy was what was best for our son. Yeah. So, you know, we like to get real with everyone. And, you know, a lot of our viewers come from a, a wide range and we deal with a lot of affluent people, but we also deal with people who aren't affluent or they don't know that they're affluent. You know, we do a lot of budgeting and we hone in on financials with everyone. And as a CDFA, you know, I sit down and Karen does a lot of the budgeting with our clients pre-divorce and post-divorce. And so, you know, we listen to your story and it sounds great. You afforded him the ability to go through the mucky waters of what he needed to figure out for himself, which is a luxury because he had that time to do that. And you, you blamed her in the beginning and you had all that anger and you went and hired the bulldog, which, oh my God, we hear so many times people go on and hire the bulldog and only 10% of divorce cases need whatever anybody wants to refer right. to right. as the bulldog. And Karen loves to jump in and really get the definition of what a bulldog actually means um, because you don't really need a bulldog 
Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so that's a whole nother pod- podcast. <laughs> but what really, you know, what did you do with your finances? Because uh, a lot of people who have money there, they don't, they can't access it during that time. How do you stay in a hotel room if you can't get the money? And what did you, did you two have your separate bank accounts? Because people can't be happy if they can't get their financials, right? Yeah. So if somebody out there wants to have a happy divorce, you know, they come to us. So for example, for us, we start with your finances. So we can afford them that time to work through the financials mm-hmm. so they don't run to attorneys. You don't need two attorneys gathering your financial data. It's the same data you're collecting. Um, you're paying thousands and th- we, we save people hundreds of thousands of dollars because why are you paying them to gather the same information and go through that packet of information you were asked to gather? Mm-hmm. Right. Why would you both have to do that? So we do that um, so that they can work through their stuff, right? Yeah, so during that time. Yeah, I think what's important at least, uh, you know, is, is yes, we, you know, whether from my experience and also from this process, read this book with Nikki and talking with people, you know, it doesn't matter if there are a thousand dollars in the bank or there's a hundred million dollars in the bank, you know, for the most part, because it, what it comes down to is financial insecurity. Right. And, and, and what I think divorce, the, the problem with divorce and why it, it sometimes goes sideways is because it deals with two of the biggest, you know, uh, uh, trigger buttons, I, I could use a different word, but trigger buttons of, 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 of our human condition, and that's romance and finance. And, and both those speak directly to ego, right? And so, you know, our financial settlement was the same as our custodian, uh, our, our, our custody agreement, is that we, took, we tried to, as much as possible, take ego out of it, right? right. And, and to try to take and put Asher's first. So when it came time to discussing finances, it was, okay, well, what's best for Asher? You know, people, you know, Nikki or myself had to make sacrifices or give more or give, take less or whatever it was, but it was, look, it wasn't simple, right? It was easier though, when we looked at it through a pair of glasses of what's best for Asher and you take the ego out of it as much as possible. Right. I mean, I think too, for him, it was about you know, his life right? and the way we wanted him to be raised, you know, we wanted him to be raised at both houses as basically as much the same as possible. I mean, even with rules, right? I mean, we both have, I mean, with four parents, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of rules too. Right. Well, there was a lot of, you know, communication right. and, yeah. and, and, you know, we went through the, 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 the financial part is, is the other thing we did, which, we both had lawyers, so I don't want to say that we did this, you know, willy-nilly. Um, but we did cl- what's called collaborative, and it Concept wasn't. Did, we, we did. We but, sort of brought it to our lawyers and said, "Hey, this is what we think we want to do." Right. So what we've tried and agreed to try is let's figure out right. what we can do on our own, and, and let and let's go through it with this pair of glasses that we now have of what's best for Asher. Try to take ego out of it and see where we go. And I think for us too. I mean, I I guess couples are one of his biggest things for me was like with me was do you have a problem do you have a problem with joint custody of our son and obviously if he was not a good guy or had some sort of issues that would be a different story but i mean obviously i i had no problem with that so that was almost one of the first things that kind of like softened him a little bit that was the first question i asked was do you have any problem with joint 50 50 everything with our son you know from you know the left shoe to the right shoe, right? right. I mean, everything. And, and she said, of course not. You're dead. I said, you know, with the other stuff, we can, we can work it out. That's and so that great. we started with that foundation. And, and then that we were on the same page with that, right? And then we went to some other things like the businesses we had together. And, you know, Nikki had a jewelry company that she had started that I owned half of. And, you know, I had a record label, you know, that I had started with her sister, which is kind of weird, but, but, but uh, you know. <laughs> So it just, it wasn't necessarily about how much each one was worth at time or the balance sheet of, of, of the jewelry company versus the record label. It was just, I mean, it was like, it would, it was things that he could have been like, oh, I'm going to get her because I want my half of that. Yeah. And I had no, no desire to be in the jewelry business, but if I was looking at it, from, <laughs> I shouldn't have been <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. But, but if I'd been looking at it from a scorn, you know, yeah. ego standpoint, I was like, I'm going to take the, uh, uh, jewelry business because I know how much it means to her. Right. Well, I think it's really great that it's because you work through the, well, well, let me back up first. It's because, you know, I always say two people, you come together and you get married. 
it takes two people to get married and it takes two people to get divorced, yeah. you know, and none of it has to do with your children, mm -hmm. right? So um, you took the time to heal first. Yeah. And then you made the important decision. So, you know, Karen, you know, and you can pick up from this, the process that we developed because we're both, were divorced before we started. We saw how people got divorced. And when I went through my divorce eight years ago, I just thought, hell, people have to get divorced different. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to, the way we work is you do your financials first and then you take your agreement. And we do a lot of negotiated agreements. And when we get to them, take this to your attorney, pretty much what you're saying and have them draw up this agreement. You don't need them to talk to each other to tell you what you should do for yourselves, yep. right? right. Yeah. So um, you just need to know what you want. And they don't necessarily spend a lot of time helping you figure that out. And you don't need a judge to tell you how to set up visitation for your lifestyle and your no. child. Control like you your own destiny. Your no, I do, I do all our calendar. Well, because I'm that person. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you Literally, know. like she prints out. A, like we used to. I used to use paper. In the beginning, first. we used to meet at the same coffee shop, the same table with Nikki's calendars, which are, which are legendary. Uh, uh, you know, not an iPhone calendar, not a computer, like the actual calendar printed out and we go through the, the month and, you know, what days you traveling and, and I, I tell that. her and, and we would do the schedule. And then over time, this is sort of how the evolution of our, of our divorce happened. Um, then now I, she just does it. And I trust in her, not that I didn't trust in her before, well, maybe not. But it works. But it, but it, it worked. But now she does it. And it's in our shared calendar with Asher. And, and you know. He knows where he is. He knows where to go. He knows. Yeah. And it's 15 days. And, and if there. Sports is on there. Anything. Everything's on that calendar. Yeah. Dinners. Anything. <laughs> Everybody can see. It. And so she does. But but the, the, the thing that we went to, too, is, is we, again, tried to see where uh, we agreed or what we could do by ourselves and ended up doing the whole thing and hashing out the whole, uh, you know, settlement over you know uh, many coffee meetings it just didn't happen at that one coffee right. but but same table same coffee shop and then we handed it to the lawyers and we said that. you know add your whereas and your where your run on mm -hmm. sentence right. making it as confusing <laughs> yeah. as possible so you know you, you can get paid 450 dollars an hour for somebody to then reread it to try to find a way out of that run on anyways so no I'm going to observe here that during all those coffee shop meetings and all of those different interactions, that the end result was that you redefined your relationship as parents of yeah. Asher and as, um, you know, as your future. So I, I think that is fantastic. And I think that's what we try to help our clients understand that use the divorce process and use that time to redefine what you're going to be like post-divorce because your kids need to be able to depend on that and rely on that. Mm -hmm. And it's a very important time. And the more time you spend fighting and arguing with each other, the less time you spend on creating that new relationship. So yeah, I nobody's think that's that, key. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever been happy or survived uh, feeding their kids po poison, hoping the other one dies. Right. You know, and I think that that happens a, a lot in divorces yeah. is, is that, uh, yeah, and, and again, you know, one beautiful thing about this process is when I left that house, I was angry. I was, you know, going to go to war. I was going to go down the same path as my parents had gone down. Uh, but now I realize that my parents didn't sit around the table, you know, when they got divorced and premeditate how they were going to not get along and how they were going to get us in the middle of it and all that awkwardness. It was just they were so blinded by the things we talked about earlier, or the romance, the finance, and they were, you know, egos were hurt. So they were blind to it. I was blind to it. When I left that house and I hired the lawyer and I wasn't talking to Nikki and, uh, you know, I wasn't purposely sitting there go, hmm, how am I going to screw up my kid, you know? But, it, right. but, it, but it's hard, you know? It, it's hard on them. It was hard on me growing up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, you know, nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced. No. You know? and, no. And, you know, truth be told, myself included, there are times that you sit back and you say, you know, you wish your kid didn't have to go between one home and the other. And Nobody wants too. their <laughs> child to do that or spend half the Christmas. And then you have more children and you don't want them to have to leave their siblings and all of that. You know, it's not an easy process. Um, and you, you can't be normal and wonder, 
you know, is my child okay? Really, right. even though they're happy and they're healthy, we know they are. I mean, my children are thriving and I'm happy for them and I, I they're doing so well. And I, I, I'm remarried, I got married in June and I, you know, I feel like I have the love of my life yeah. and I'm so blessed mm -hmm. and my children love him. And so all of that, but we do wonder sometimes. But I think that's okay. And I think that's part of just being healthy, um, healthy human beings. But sometimes, you know, we deal with so many people with emotions, they can't see past that. And I think what your son is, has learned most importantly is the respect. And the reason why you let Nikki take over this whole calendar issue is because you respect her and she respects you. And that's why she does it. Like for your son to learn how a couple can respect each other is probably the best gift because that's the best love you can give a partner. Yeah. You yeah. can't really love someone if you don't respect them. No, and you brought up such a good point about co-parents too. And, and, and our spouses currently, you know, are, are, you know, it, it just, uh, the other thing amazed me is you know, I'm sure you, you see uh, clients and, and, and people who, you know, are divorced, miserable, but remarried and happy. And yet they still have this, you know, this hatred towards the other one. And, and it's just like, if you could just take a step back and realize that if you hadn't gotten divorced and you hadn't gone down that you wouldn't have met, you know, the other person right. and, and our spouses, um, Chad and, and Nadia, there's no question uh, who we were meant to be with. You know, I mean, I think oh. Nikki and Chad, like I still, you know, I'm like, she never looked at me that way. She never grabbed my hand like that. I mean, it's like, uh, I never think what if, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know but, but, uh, and then on, on the flip side, Nadia, you it's know, the same way though. I mean, I tell her too, I look at her sometimes and I'm like, I can't, I mean, I couldn't be married to him, but she just smiles and loves him. To death. She loves me, <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. unconditional love, which oh, means yeah. you, you love the good and oh, the bad yeah. just yeah. as much. And, and then Asher gets to see this and he gets to yeah. see healthy relationships and he gets to mm -hmm. see, even though his parents are divorced and, and this is the, the most sobering part about it, it is um, a couple years ago, we were on a fishing trip and out of nowhere, uh, he said, this divorce is hard on me. You know, and this is like three years ago. And, 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 and I felt like saying, you little SOB, you know, you have no idea what a bad divorce is or how hard a divorce is. And then it hit me, you know, even as good as Nikki and I have it. And I don't think, you know, maybe it could get better if we live together. But besides that, you know, no, it's, it's it definitely not get yeah, better. For you. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't right. know that. So, but, but just the idea of being displaced every couple of days and, and even though we live seven houses down, he, you know, I've, I've seen him go, Oh, I forgot my math book at mom's. I got to go down and get it. You know, it's, so it's, he even says too, sometimes he'll look at me and go, you and dad get along so well. I don't like, sometimes I don't understand why you yeah. married anymore. And I'm like, yeah. you get along really well right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I'm like we we were meant to be best friends. I'm like we weren't meant to be husband and wife. We, I go, you yeah. were meant to be here, so yeah. that's why we. Right. Yeah, I'm like yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we yeah. took him on a. Uh, uh, so he, a lot of kids read Dr. Seuss books, and and as a kid, he was always an animal animal junkie. So we would read him animal encyclopedias, and he knew every single animal. You know where they came from, where they lived, uh, and we always knew that we wanted to take him to Africa on a safari. But he was, he, you know, with the shots and everything. He, yeah. he, so if anything was going to send our divorce south, it was that if the other, one of the other ones had taken Asher to Africa without, uh, you know, the, uh, the other one. So this past summer, Nikki and Asher and I went to Africa, just the three of us together on a safari. And, I didn't feed him to any animals. Yeah, I didn't die. Nobody, nope. There were no lion accidents. No accidents. Like, <laughs> but it was a great opportunity for, for our son. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, our spouses... When we told them, it, I mean, we asked them if they wanted. Right. It, it was an open invitation trip. But her husband just has this small responsibility of being the sheriff of Hillsborough County. And my wife was raising our two sons and starting a practice of her own. So it just wasn't possible. But they. Raising your what? What? Your two sons. Oh, no. Two <laughs> kids. Well, two sons and daughter. Uh, but she's, you know, she, she has two young kids at home. And, and so she, it just wasn't possible for them to go. But it, the, the response, and this is where it really yeah. just comes full circle, wasn't, you, are you crazy that you think that it's okay for you to go to Africa in the middle of the bush with your ex-wife? Are you nuts? It was, Asher will love that. What a great opportunity mm -hmm. he has to go to Africa with his parents. 
right. uh, yeah. you know, and have that experience. And day two of our trip, he looked at me and he said, thank you so much. This is the best trip yeah. I could have ever gone oh, on. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's really rare. There's not very many. I don't know anyone. That's really rare. Yeah. That's and really it, again. I mean, and there are people that still think we're crazy. Right. And, I mean, and it didn't happen overnight. Our you know, families thought we were crazy in the beginning. I still they think never, they might. I think they might too. But, but it, <laughs> the, the important thing is, and we try to, again, I think we started this, this, this conversation with, with, with this, is that it didn't happen overnight. When right. Nikki, and a small example of that is when Nikki married Chad, Nikki called me and said, I don't think that I feel comfortable with inviting you to the wedding. And it, it, you know, it's because I don't want people to worry about how Ben's feeling, how, you know, take away from, you know, this is my day. And I, and, and I was, you know, completely understandable. Like it wasn't ready. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't uh, about me. You know, it was about Nikki and her day and her second day uh, and, and, you know, her and Chad and, and right, she's right. What is Ben, you know, the, all the guessing, Oh, the ex-husband's here. I wonder what he, this is weird. Um, but again, fast forward about three, four years later, I get married and Nikki's and Chad and her whole family are at my wedding and, mm. and, and not like I it gotcha. Like, Hey, you didn't invite me to yours. I'm, you know, I'm going to show everybody I'm a bigger person. Uh, and uh, sorry, There's something in my ear. There's my phone is. Um, so, you know, that, that she uh, came to my weddings and, and so it's been, a, it's been progress um, and uh, you know, not, not perfection, but it's been progress yeah. and it's getting there. And it didn't happen overnight. We've been doing this for 13 years. It just becomes awesome. it's, it's just yeah. become more natural. Yeah, that's really good. That is great. So let's pivot to the topic of the day because I think a lot of people will benefit from your perspective on the pandemic and COVID and parenting children through or co-parenting children who are traveling back and forth. And a lot of what we're hearing is, you know, I don't know if my son or daughter or my children are safe at my, at their parent, the other parent's house because they're not being, you know, they're not sheltering in place and they're not making sure, you know, mm -hmm. everything's taken care of. So we're hearing a lot of that and everybody's just cooped up together. So what, what, can you offer the parents and the kids going through this right now um, to offer some kind of support? I think for us, I mean, obviously we have it a little differently than most divorced couples, but I think in the beginning, we sort of sat down and had a conversation, mm -hmm. like an open conversation. And, you know, we weren't going to keep anything from Asher. We wanted him to know what was going on in the world. And, but we were on the same page about, what Asher was, you know, in the beginning, it was kind of a little slower process. Oh, they can do this. They can do this. And they can't do this. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, you can't do anything. So I, I think it took both of us to try to explain to him too, in the beginning, like, listen, you really can't leave the house. Like you're not going anywhere. You can get in your car and you can go for a drive, but you can't stop anywhere. You can't talk to your friends. You can't see your friends. You can't do anything. And, and I think the same went for the two of us. We kind of said, listen, What's going on at your house? Where are you going to go? You know, where am I going? And we kind of got on the same page where we were like, we're shutting, like, you have to shut it down. I mean, other than the fact that my husband has to go to work, he even tries to shut it down where he goes into work, goes in his office. He sees all of about two people when he goes into work and that's it because he doesn't have a choice. Right. But we just decided in the beginning, let's shut this down. And so, you know, Asher's obviously homeschooled now. Well, whatever that's called, virtual yeah. school, whatever that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. It's a new homeschool. Yeah, so, everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we kind of even made a decision, too, where the days Asher is at Ben and Nadia's house, he comes over to our house by 930 in the morning to start school, unless he's got a Zoom class that starts before that. And he does all of his schoolwork at my house, at our house, until he's done. Because otherwise it'd be other, mayhem with the two young, his brothers and sisters like going into them the trying to do their school and then him trying and then, you know, constantly because all they want to do is when he's there, they just want to be with him. Right. How it, old it, are they? What's the age difference? Uh, four, uh, four and seven. So and Asher's 16. Yeah. So, wow. nine years yeah. but you know, the, the other thing is I, I think that our, the way we handle this pandemic is sort of a microcosm of how we handle 
life and our divorce, you know, we had a conversation. We both agreed upon the rules at both houses that, you know, we were going to social distance. We were going to be responsible. We we're going to shelter in place. We we're going to do all the same things at both houses. Um, and, and once we did that, all of a sudden, now our sphere of quarantine has, has widened. That's why Nikki and I are sitting next to each other right, right now and not because... Because we sort of, we quarantine together. I see the kids, at, you know, almost every day. Right. We can go down to her house because, you know, Asher's been going, to, you know, th back and forth, the out, you know, the, being the outbreak monkey. So if it was going to be in one house, it was going to be right. in the we're other house anyway. If it's in one house, we're all getting it. So it's been... What do you do, Ben, if Nadia doesn't agree with Nikki? Um, about parenting rules or where you go so, or so i think that you know one of the greatest things about nadia and chad is, is you know we all co-parent together and and you know nadia is a therapist um specializing in in, in uh, you know uh, kids and and that whole thing. so she brings a different perspective she doesn't try to step on nikki's shoes she disagrees with some things we do with asher but she says it um, and I'm sure Chad does too. She mm -hmm. says it and, and they say it. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're his parents. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, uh, you know, going to make the ultimate decision. But, but for the most part, since it's evolved, the four of us usually sit down on, on, the, on the big ticket items, right? Mm -hmm. on, on the, like, N Nikki and I have different parenting styles. Nadia and I have different parenting styles. Chad but, and I have different parenting right, styles. Right, and Nikki and I would have different <laughs> parenting styles, whether we're married right. or divorced so it's just about finding the compromise Some sort of common ground with all of us picking your battles i've learned picking my battles with her it's not mm -hmm. worth you know the, yeah you know Good. so uh you know the co the the covid thing uh you know we ran out of paper towels for just a small example but you know i, I called nikki and you know I, I knew that she probably had 25 cases of it. <laughs> even if she didn't i knew that she would give us one you know you um, you and that's just the way that, you hoarding <laughs> yeah, she's always been but no there's no difference she's been she's uh i do not hoard toilet paper uh, i don't understand the toilet paper thing no. i barely have enough toilet paper at the house she's been a preparing oh for what 45 yeah. years oh, yeah. Yeah. so you so, didn't say asher go when you're at mom's house, just grab toilet paper, throw no, it in no. your bag, and just bring it home. <laughs> no, and I go over there, and I got caught robbing her pantry. Yes, uh, for snacks. For snacks. And then if you notice, my hair is pink. It is not normally pink. This has been a quarantine thing. And his daughter is convinced that her hair is going to be pink, too. So I tried once. Her hair is darker than mine, so didn't work. So now I just, instead of asking for permission, I'm like, okay, well... I'm dying your daughter's hairpin. <laughs> yeah, I found out after I got home for, from work yesterday. That she did. But so that's, I mean, the, the, this that's is, fun. this is again, like what our life is like today. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it truly is, you know, the, you talk about the byline on the book, but it's also the other one we talk about is uh, finding a different kind of love, you know, and that's what we've done over the past, you know, 14 years or however long it's been is that, you know, I love this woman. Uh, I, I've always loved this woman. I think we kind of got confused with being in love and love. Um, sure. and, and, but luckily enough uh, that we never lost. We might have lost it for a little bit there, but we got back to it. And then it's evolved into this thing that, you know, that is beyond us, beyond our wildest imagination. Um, and, and again, if we can do it, and this might sound like French or Latin to some of your listeners right now, it, it, it's, it's real, and it's, it, but it's, it was a process. That's it, awesome. You know, if you're starting we, out, I, I don't know if what you tell your, you know, uh, clients, but you know, take small steps, and and that's what we had to do in the beginning is is, you know, get the small wins, and you know, get get the softball game where there wasn't an awkward feeling, uh, or you know, an event at your kid's school where you didn't walk away feeling awkward. Like that's a win, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, th yeah. that's a small win, and then the wins start uh, piling up. Or, you know, you're in Africa and no one's done. <laughs> I love that. We tell our clients, you know, you do not have to tell your children that their mom's, you know, an alcoholic or their dad's an idiot. If they're an idiot or an alcoholic, they'll see it for themselves. Right. They will. You know, yeah. Just be the yeah. dad or the mom that you want to be because that's what they're love going that. to that's true. Yeah, I love that. Like I said, you know, it brings tears to my eyes. I Literally, I had chills when I watched your video because, you know, 
I do what I do and Karen can speak for herself, but I know that she does it also, but we do what we do because we're advocates for the children of the parents that we help. And we've helped mm. over 400 couples already. Mm, uh, because amazing. one day I'm hoping that the children of the parents will stand up and say, those women help my parents divorce a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need attorneys fighting for parents to, you know, set a parenting schedule or to help divide assets. You know, that's what you have professionals to do. So we're doing what we, we're doing to help people divorce a better way. We just need the attorneys to tie it up and put the as is or yeah, as set forth or whatever those words right. are. That you want to we yeah. don't really care. We just want them to have financial clarity and to help them set up a co-parenting plan that works for their family. That's I'm right. like, you, Nickety, I like to write paper agendas and put stickers on everything and all that Me stuff. Too. I love it. Yeah. That's how I like it too. I, so I love it. hearing your story because I think that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope you can come to our Mrs. To Me Summit and maybe speak and talk to our attendees. Oh, we'd love to. We'd love to because that's what that's what we're you know why we wrote the book. It's not you know this is truly an altruist. I mean, nobody wants to spill their you know. And in the book, we talk about our shortcomings. We talk about our you know failures. Uh, we're imperfect, but we you know what we have is real. And and, and just to for people to you know, for it to be inspirational, you know, and, and it was so, we're so happy to, to do this thing and then run into people like you guys and, and others who, uh, we kind of kept our head down. Like it's uh, as silly as this sounds, like when we got divorced, there was no Facebook or Instagram. There's MySpace, but, you know, not a lot of, uh, you know, divorce co-parenting. MySpace, around. I remember that. <laughs> right. Oh so, so, you know, we didn't have, uh, support groups right. online to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and then even writing the book, like it took us four years to write this book uh, because, you know, we get in a fight and it, this was my idea and I was and trying I to say, yeah, I'm not doing your book. I'm not doing your effing book and you can see, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, so, but then all of a sudden we get the book out and we're starting to do some research uh, and, uh, and we see this huge community online. Right. And it, and, and it, it's not like, Oh no, we just launched a book and there's so right. many other, it was like, this is great. Like this is awesome. Like, yeah. This is great. Let's get, you know, these people have the same goal as us and it's to let people know there's a different way. There's a different yeah. way going into it. Right. Like not even yeah. like after it's all, you know, they're divorced and it's yucky and all that. But you know, I think I would went into it thinking that if I get divorced, it's War of the Roses. It's on. You know, it's, this is right. the only way to go. But that's the only kind of divorce I ever knew, though. So that, but yeah, that's all people know. I mean, yeah. they come to us sometimes when they've been in the process, and we're like, oh my gosh, I wish you would have came here first because right. you just wait. I mean, they spent twenty, forty thousand, and they come with bags of papers. They don't even know what they have. And we're, and I look at Karen because the legal process to me is such a crock sometimes. And it's not logical thinking. And as a financial, I'm like, what? So she's like, it's the process. This is the process. And so I get so, look at her. She's laughing because I get so annoyed yeah. that people spend money for that. Um, and so we're, we're digital. We're, we work nationally. So I just crack up at the process. So I just wish people can't come here first because it would save them so much angst. It mm-hmm. starts couples fighting when they don't even have to fight. Right. Like I said, oh my God, because they get served this nasty language and they say, oh my God, he's going after this or she's going after this. And the couple will say, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to do that. And so now a war began where the person didn't even mean it. So when you right. said you got to work out your stuff first, I was like, thank God. He came to his senses because he didn't really want to attack you, but that's how it would have, right. that's how it would have started. Because like you said, yeah. that packet he said, Nikki said, yeah, he probably sends that to everybody. That's exactly what that attorney yeah. does. And unfortunately they yeah, have to it, send it like that. Because that's the process. You know, right. so and it's so, it's so, the, you know, for us, it, at least for me in the beginning, it was really thin ice. I mean, I think that that's the thing is one misstep. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw the marriage story, but that is like a perfect example mm, of yeah. one. If, if, if she had just maybe read that letter in that first meeting, it might have turned out the way it seemed like the movie had ended. Um, and for me, you know, it, 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 if I hadn't just had that moment of clarity right then and, or, or, or put it out, pull it out at that particular time, whatever it was and whenever it happened, who knows? But it's in the beginning, it's just so, it's a powder keg, you know, ready. And, and, and mm-hmm. to go to people who are aligned uh, with a better outcome 
will help you sort of, you know, guide you down that path of, of the right way. We didn't yes. have that, but luckily we got there. Yeah. Somebody tell that Kudos. woman, Laura, or Scarlett Johansson, read the letter. Yeah. Yes. Read your letter. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys yeah. are great. And I think one of my takeaways from today is first, first and foremost, have the conversation. Try to have as many conversations as you can, as rugged as they are. But also what I've noticed from hearing you today is whenever something happens today or yesterday that kind of is a trigger, I see that you assign it to that person, not to your relationship that broke apart years ago. And I think a lot of couples aren't, haven't developed the ability to do that. Whenever the other person does something that's irritating or that creates that trigger, that's why I divorced him, I hate him, he's a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. But I see you just saying, that's Ben or that's Nikki right. and we're different and you move on. And that's, I think that's key in like, the ongoing relationship. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think yeah, Nikki I would say the same thing is, is that, you know, some of the same buttons that I push when we were married, he I still push pushes. Yeah. She still pushes the same. Yeah. And, and like, I, you know, like yeah. you said about parenting, parenting would skills would be different or styles would be different married if we were divorced mm -hmm. or married the same with the personality right. you know but it, I, yeah. it's a lot easier it's a lot easier to accept nikki today being her best friend than it is being her husband and then yeah. but it's I still like you know but i've also dealt like okay i'll give it a day when she tells me she's not doing the effing book yeah. um, you know, <laughs> and, and i'll let her i'll let her italian hothead cool off a little bit <laughs> And, and then yeah. I'll come back, but you know, I'll take sounds, a roll of paper towels and I'll go home. I'll exactly. talk to her tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you both for being thank with us today, guys. and yeah. for our listeners, the book is Our Happy Divorce, and your website is ourhappydivorce.com. You're on Instagram. You're on Facebook, I believe Facebook, as well. Twitter, yes. everything at Our yeah. Happy Divorce. Yeah. All right. We're happy to meet you, and nice we to hope to see you soon at Mrs. To Me. We'll talk with you a little bit more about that. Thank and, you. And um, thank you again. Have a nice and safe and healthy day. Yeah, Thanks. thank you. Thanks, and thank guys. you for everything you guys do. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Thank, thank you. you guys so Bye. much. Let us know about that, uh, whatever, uh, you know, the yeah, summit or whatever Yeah, you want. we will. We'll reach we, out to you. Uh, However you want to use us to uh, help spread the message, because it sounds like we're very much aligned. So, just great. Yeah, we'll better see you guys. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. bye. Be well. Bye.